So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. Motivating Conversation is a motivational show to tell everyday people how individuals who are successful expand your options. I always tell people, you're only going to be successful in life if you have multiple streams of income. My next guest I'm about to bring to the stage, by the age of six, he knew he wanted to be a comedian. Can you believe that? By the age of six. Now, that's that's tall running around the house being stupid. I don't know if he was being a comedian. He regularly performs in comedy clubs across the country and is an ambassador for the United States government performing at bases all over the world. Please welcome one of the funniest comedians I know to Money Making Conversations, Mr. George Wallace. Good afternoon. How are you? Good morning in some places. Good to talk to you today, Rashawn. Uh, George Wallace, um, there's a lot of people that you met in life, and um, somebody wants to speak to you. I don't know why anybody wants to speak to you other than me, because I've had Listen too to many. Me. Okay. Everybody wants to talk to me because I am somebody. I am living my dream. I love life. I love God. I love you, Rashawn McDonald, but I don't like Les Brown. (laughs) (laughs) I do not. I do not. I was listening, and I'm going, oh, my God, Les is on. And I just texted Les yesterday. Uh And uh, during this business conversation, his name was going to come up as an inspirational person to talk to. So, yes, you're right. I don't like him, but what he has to say, you better listen to it. Now, Mr. Brown, yes, why sir. did you hang around for this? Now? Uh, you know, George is something else, but you know, George literally saved my career. We're at a radio station in New York, and I know he, re- I mean, in, in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and the program director did not like me. Mm-hmm. And so I had a morning show. Right. And George, I remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. and George, my co-host, and he put all slow records on. Mm-hmm. And and he just was very negative toward me. And so I decided that I was going to jack him up. <laughs> and so, George. You went you know, from motivational speaker to, to jacking somebody that's up. That's right. I was the Mike he Tyson jack him up. up. That's a lie. He was not going to jack him up, uh, Rashad. He was going to literally throw the, physically throw the man out of the window. Yes. <laughs> and so, George, who is 6'4, got between us and he says, Les. He says, nobody knows him. Mm-hmm. He said, but everybody knows, knows you. you. Absolutely. He Absolutely. said, you cannot do this. Absolutely. And he stopped me. You have to have someone who can speak to you and you listen to. Absolutely. And I listened to him. And, and so I stopped because I was going to tear that studio up with him He was because he was trying to sabotage me. Mm-hmm. But George said, it doesn't matter. Just do what you have to do. Right. 
and and he just held me to a higher standard. And I lost it. Right, right, yes, right, yes. right. Through and frustration. Are, yes, and yes. a lot of people do that in life. You know, they forget mm-hmm. their roles in life. You know, yeah. right. I always tell people, it's who you hang around with. It makes it because there's some people say, yeah, get him. Yes. Right. You see, no, he didn't do that. But, yeah, the other thing is I was fascinated with George. I saw him the first time he came on television on the Johnny Carson show. I wondered why would he not change his name given George Wallace, the, Alabama, the, 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 the white segregationist. Mm-hmm. And I asked him on the air, I said, why didn't you change your name and come out with another name? And he said, and he accomplished this. He said, I decided that I was going to make George Wallace a good name. Mm. Mm. And so Mm. when people think about George Wallace now, they don't think about the segregationists. They think about George Wallace, the comedian who make people feel good about themselves, make people laugh, and and he brings a lot of joy. So I admire that because he could have easily decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to change my name so I can be more accepted. But he didn't do that, and his talent overrode the reputation of George Wallace, the segregationist. Forty years worth. Yes. We love you, Uncle George. You're such a classic man. Thank you, Ola. God bless you today. Something. (laughs) You know everybody. You know everybody. Okay? You know he got 45 kids. How you know her voice? (laughs) I know her voice. I know her face. And why you call him Les Brown? His name is Les Black. Oh, my God. I, I had a call with you, George. I said, we are not going to be funny on the show. We're going to okay, talk about true. life, you know. Yes. But it's hard to talk to a fool and stop him from being funny. <laughs> oh, my Lord. A fool. Okay, listen, I, we won't do any more jokes. We'll just talk about the good things about living life. Life is so good. Let's do that. Yes. And making money at the same time. And making money at the same time. So, do yeah. you have anything to say for you, well, Mr. Brown? Uh, well, Mr. Black. Uh, yeah. Mr. Black. Mr. Yes, Black. thank you very much. <laughs> Listen, this, George called me less brown and more black, you know. He <laughs> 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 no, told me one day. I not be funny with less brown on. Less brown is crazy, you know. Yeah. Me, I hear him speak in church, and I go, look at that fool up there. You know, I cuss in church now. Mm-hmm. I, was, I really cuss because. I met a man in Atlanta. His name is Walker Flocker Flame. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, yes. Know, Rapper. Walker Flocker. Walker Flocker. They ain't cussing, but it, it sure is close, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so when Les walked up in the pulpit, I said, this Walker Flocker is going to be up there for 35 minutes. <laughs> I got to pray for him. He needs a lot of prayer and a lot of help. Hey, George, yes. uh, Ona, Ona got a question for you right now. Okay. Yes. Got a question for you right now. Yes, sir. Uncle George, we're talking about money and success. There's a lot of athletes and comedians and celebrities that have died broke after making millions of dollars. One of the things I respect about you, you've obviously managed your money well and been able to continue your success for years, so many years. How do you, what do you, uh, what would you attribute that to? Well, I'm known from day one. There's a, a term called show business, and you have to separate those two. There's a show, mm-hmm. and then there's business. Right. And a lot of people don't know because I am a comedian, because I am foolish, but the bottom line is I'm a serious guy about living well. Right. And everybody should live well. There's no reason why you shouldn't live well, and God wants you to live well. I mean, why shouldn't you prosper? them? The money's out there. Sometimes a friend of mine used to drop $100 on the floor on the way to the stage, Right. And they would, she would mention the fact that there's $100 on the floor and they're just sitting there waiting for somebody to pick it up. You just got to go get it. Mm. You want some money, go get it. And, I, and you got to have it. It's in your head to be successful. 
I've known since day one in school that uh, the school once the school teacher once asked who's going to be a millionaire. I'm the only one with my hand up. It's embedded in you that that's what you're going to do. You got to live your dreams. Matter of fact, you got to read Les's book. That'll help you out a lot. Live your dreams. Visualize what you want in life, and you can have anything. And you work too. Because let me say this: you know what millionaires do? They work. Yeah. All millionaires work. Look at everybody successful. They work. But you got to think, when you have this money, you can't throw it away. we got these successful football players and basketball players, all these athletes, let me say that. They get three thirty $30 million contract. First thing they do is buy a $40 million home. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't know that money's not always going to be coming in. Right. Now, when the contract stops, the bills, the, the house note keep, continues. Absolutely. Right. So that's why you see people, they do the wrong, they make the wrong decisions. You know, you got to take that money and save it, and you don't need five uh, Rolls Royces unless you just got, you know, like a, a Floyd Mayweather. If you get that, got that kind of money, but you can have fun. But then he owed the government twenty-two million dollars, though, back taxes. Yeah. So that's the money making conversation he has to deal with now. Twenty-two million dollars that he owes in taxes. But it's nothing for him. He's going to fight one. He's going to fight one night, and he can pay it off. How about that? He's going to make a hundred million dollars on the fight. But you still got to pay taxes on that too. Now there's always taxes well, now. There's always tax. That's one thing you got to do to Rashad. Don't you ever forget that. That's another way to get in trouble. Pay your tax. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point I want to pay my tax. So, well, I add an additional sums of money just for miscellaneous charges that I may not know about. That they might come back and talk to you about. Exactly. I'm going to tell you something, George. Exactly. I'm going to tell you something, George, because I'm going to keep your while around for a minute because of the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, man, to be funny in generations, you know, and I say generation every decade and to be funny because you let's let's be real like i was with mr brown earlier i was wanted to talk about the dynamics of longevity and greatness and you before deaf comedy jam mm-hmm. okay. yes sir so so and you know this truth because i had to deal with this when you making white people laugh a lot of people thought you probably couldn't make black people laugh is that true I don't know whether it's true. I've always made everybody laugh because I'm I'm a people person. Mm-hmm. I love people, and I always knew that I love making them laugh. And I, I'm kind of different because it's very hard for me to see color. Yes, sir. I, I know one color. I know green. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Yes, indeed. Right, right, yes. right, right. And the, and and that, that inspires you. So the transition when when Def Comedy Jam came about didn't affect you at all. Didn't affect me, and I went on and I did Deaf Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. I did it. I hosted it a few nights, mm-hmm. so I've had fun in both arenas. Mm-hmm. And I just love making people black, white. I, don't, I used to do the bit. I don't care whether you're black, white, blue, or green. You know, as long as you're having fun, mm-hmm. because there's nothing better than my job as a comedian is the greatest job in the world, and happens to be the hardest job as far as the show business is concerned. The hardest job in the world is a Public speaking is the most feared thing to do in life. Right. And when we got to go on stage, we don't only, only have to speak. We got to get laughs. We got to produce jokes. We got to right. deliver jokes. Right. And it's harder than any other form, art form, form out there. So I love doing it, and they reward me with pay. And no, I so often say I would do it for free. Why? Because I honor my essence. I love what I do, and I love to show people what I do. Because when you make people happy, you, you can't go wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just think about it. You can't even fake a smile without feeling better. That's amazing. That's true. Now they they gotta leave. You gotta go to the break. Please, uh, you know, if you go do some condolences or say he black, he white, you know, tell by the owner, do your thing, George and Mr. Brown. You do your thing. Less brown, more black. <laughs>
Well, listen, Mongolian. <laughs> See, I got tagged yeah, after yeah, you got yeah. too. No, I call him the Mongolia. You ugly Mongolia. <laughs> well, George's family. I love George. And I tell you, it's, it's, it was a blessing. We used to do this show together, and we had a great time. Yes, sir. And we found yes. out on the air that our show was canceled. Didn't we, George? No. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and the, and I mean, we found out on the air reading the news. Mm-hmm. And, and it shows, uh, and but we were very graceful, and we thanked everybody, and we were grateful for the two years we were on, and we didn't say anything negative, and and Nothing. bowed out. Yes, and and so and I went on to New York City to W uh, K K P R S to become on a, a New York radio the next day. About didn't even have a job, <laughs> just walked in and sat down. Yes, yes. So there are things going to happen to you in life, and you have to roll with the punches. Absolutely. Absolutely. George, take care. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know you're going to get sued. You know that's my saying. I love you, and there's absolutely <laughs> We'll be back. We want to thank Mr. Les Brown for coming back, sharing some foolishness with George Wallace, his talented daughter, owner. We'll be back. I want to find out about George Wallace. He's pursuing a dual coursework at the University of Phoenix in DeVry. DeVry. George Wallace at DeVry. Some comedy somewhere in there. Be right back with more Money Making Conversation. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I have him on hold because I'm about to bring him back up. The incredible comedian, George Wallace. Welcome back to the show, George Wallace. Good to be back, sir. George, knowing you a long time, brother. I remember when I yes, came sir. up to Houston, uh, New York City in 1988. Uh, I met you at Catch a Rising Star. I was just a young comedian, didn't know how to tell a joke. And you stopped me and you spoke to me. That's the type of guy you are, man. You know, no matter how famous you are, you inspired me to continue my dream just by speaking to me at a bar. So with that, well, with that being said, who are you, George? Who, 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 what, 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 all these years, who is George Wallace? Man, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked me that because the most important thing, let me tell you who I am. I am the most blessed person you have ever met. I am uh, perhaps one of the happiest people you've ever met. Mm -hmm. I am happy. I love life. I love living. I love people. And I love my career. And I love America. I like like the world. I like the world so much. You know, when you hear people say, God bless America, mm-hmm. and the president said that, and God bless America, mm-hmm. I'm the guy that said, God bless everybody. God bless all of us. America, South America, North America, yes, God bless. And then God does bless. Mm-hmm. And we're all a blessing. I'm just happy living. And if I die tomorrow, I've been so blessed. I have everything I had, could have ever wanted. A career, I got money, I got F you money, okay? I've been mm-hmm. working hard, I have mm-hmm. F you money. Mm-hmm. Some people don't know what that is, we'll explain that later. Mm-hmm. But I am a free man, I am happy more than anything else. I'm sec- I got. I don't know what to say. Financial. I'm secure. I love God. God is in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't do nothing without Him. And life is just good. And with that being said, what? What? Why a be quiet comedian? Because you said that you knew you wanted to be a comedian when you were six years old. And I can honestly tell you, I didn't find out who I was till I was about thirty-two. You know. Yeah, right. Well, what happened at six years old? I was a kid, and I used to watch TV, and. Uh, well, before even TV, we had Red Fox and Moms Maybe right. and Judge Pickby Markham. We used to listen to their records. And, and what's the best thing to do ever in life is laugh. I, I guess I've always been a happy baby, a happy boy, a happy student, a happy friend, a happy person. I just picked happiness. And, and uh, I'm born raised in the church, and uh, maybe that has something to do with my career guidance. My, my Actually, I went to church. I told somebody the other day, 
I went to church so much that when I first got my I got my first job to ask me could I work on Sunday, I told him, hell yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 I have been to church mm-hmm. so much, I said I need to do something different, but I just enjoy life and I love living. And uh, it's uh, just being six years old, and I would take those jokes from Judge Pinkney, Markham, and Richard Pryor, and uh, 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 I said Red Fox. Uh, I would take those jokes back to school the next day and tell those jokes. Milton Berle, Johnny Carson. Anytime I heard a funny joke, mm-hmm. I would I would tell the joke to the kids, and they would laugh in school. Even the school teacher. I was not a class clown, but I was an instigator. I never will forget one day. I, you know, we used to pass the notes around the room in school. Right. I passed a note around and said, if you have holes in your drawers, maybe it's proper to say underwear, but it said, if you have holes in your drawers, smile. So the note was going all around the room, and the right. teacher saw the note, and the note was on the other side of the room. She mm-hmm. said, give me that note. And she took the note up to her desk. She sat down, and she read the note, and she started smiling, and the class cracked up. And uh-huh. you know what she said? George Wallace, out of everybody in the room, she knew I did it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> She knew I did it, but it was making people laugh at that time. I used to make my school teachers laugh. I have a school teacher that's living right now. Her name is Mrs. Tropsy Brewer. She lives in Atlanta, Georgia. She's 86 years old. She used to make me stay after school to tell her jokes. And you know what she said to me one day? I told her a clean joke because she was a school teacher. Absolutely. You know that ain't the kind of joke I want to hear. She wanted to hear dirty jokes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Not 86. You don't do that. You don't do that. You don't well, do that. Well, I mean, back then she did. And she's still crazy today. We still have fun. I still right. know all my school teachers. Right. I know everybody. But it has always been about happiness for me. And just like I say, growing up in the church, you leave church, what do you do? You come home and mock the preacher. Absolutely. That's one of my best Absolutely. bits right now is the preacher telling. That's why I became a comedian, because the preacher would always tell a joke. I call it a lie sometimes. You ever hear the preacher walk up in the pulpit and says, I won't be long? Right, that's right, right, joke. right. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a lie. Especially in a Baptist church. Stop now. Especially yeah, in a Baptist church. All the churches, every church. Woo, Lord. to stop now. I just got a couple of words to say. Good Lord. Hey, George, what's this about Phoenix University and DeVry University? I have no idea. I just know they're on every corner. I don't know. When I first saw Phoenix University, I'm going like, why is this school in Georgia? Why is it in Ohio? Every exit has a University of Phoenix, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, they used to be a joke, but I think they're legit now. But it's just like a joke, you know? Right. So mm-hmm. I, that's just a joke thrown in my bio, obviously. A joke? Oh, you, oh, you, 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 you mean I took it serious? Yeah, you, you, you're not right. You know, you know, you haven't been right since they shot your mama at the Cincinnati Zoo. I'm going to tell you something, brother. I'm going to tell you something, man. I'm going to tell you something, brother. Don't you be doing no mama jokes with me on Money Making Conversations. I, I won't. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I let that money. slip in, man. I let you slip in on me like that. Because my mama listened but to my show, man. No you, I'm going to start no crying more. on you, George Wallace, now. Because I can't compete with you, boy. I can't compete with you now. I know you're a veteran. I know you're a veteran. I don't even do those anymore. I don't even do those anymore. Now, you're still out there on the road, George. Are you playing yes, venues, comedy clubs? What is what's what's the game plan for George Wallace in 2017 and moving forward? Guess what it is? Three words, two words: making money. And I make money because I love making money, but I also make money because I enjoy what I do. I honor my essence. I still get out there and show people who I am, what I do. This week alone, I'm going to go to Los Angeles tomorrow. I'm going to do five TV shows with Byron Allen. Right. What is called What's So Funny? Mm-hmm. Next week, I'm going to do a show with uh, I'm the grandfather on Casey Undercover. That's um, the cute young girl named Zendaya, mm-hmm. and her dad is Kadeem Hardiston. I'm his daddy. Mm-hmm. So we got four weeks of that shooting. We're busy out there. I just finished a movie with Morgan Freeman 
called Villa Capri, Morgan Freeman and Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, I'm just busy. I'm, I'm doing concerts all over the country. I'm doing a concert uh, tour with the, it's called the Original Gangsters of Comedy. Oh, yeah, Gang. that was just through Houston uh, in uh, Father's Day weekend, correct? Exactly. We did That's it in with, Houston. Uh, going on to D.C. Curry. J. 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 Anthony Brown, Hope Flood, and, uh, and uh, a kid out of Houston. Uh, man, he's out of Houston. Man, I don't uh, care. We'll, we'll come over his name later, but I'm he can't remember his everywhere. name. Man. Is he selling tickets, man? I know George Wallace he, sells tickets. I know Hope Flood sells tickets. I know DC Curry sells tickets. And then you got one more person. Yeah, and he used to be with he used to be with Doug Banks, uh, and he lives there. Rush, Rush. Yeah, he's on the air here. I know Rudy Rush. Yes, Rudy Rush. Rudy Rush. We're having fun. He sells tickets too. Everybody's a headliner, <laughs> and that's what's so good about it. Rush, shut uh, up, now, messing with my tour. The old gangster but tour. We're making money. We're making money out there, and I'm busy. And uh, I'm still working for the government. Of course, I work for the Pentagon. Yes, sir. I entertain the top, the top commanders around the world, and uh, I'm busy. Like I'm just blessed. Now, like, let me ask you this blessed. now, because you can't, because you can slow down. I remember when you had the Vegas show at the Flamingo Hotel. Ten years. Ten years you had that. You were Mister Las Vegas. But yes. But let me ask you this: Is because you, you mentioned a lot of things. I mean, even that, uh, that's a that's a career right there that you just mentioned right there. What yes, is sir. the what, what's the next step for for you, George? What what do you want to do? What yes. do you want to do besides what you're doing, which is exceptional? Am I asking a generic question that say, Rashawn, I'm doing what I want to do, but are there other no, things besides a book? I know there's another book what, coming somewhere. Yeah, I did a book, and I'm going to do another book. Well, the reason I do what I do. Uh, and you talked about the career in Las Vegas. I did something. I went there for 30 days and it turned out to be 10 years. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And what happened was I didn't know it, and it happened to me so quickly, mm-hmm. and I was into the the groove. My ultimate goal, guess what my ultimate goal was in life? Mm-hmm. Was to headline Las Vegas. And I was there for eight years. I'm going, oh, my God, I've done it. I've been in Las Vegas longer than it worked the stage longer than any african-american ever at the flamingo and the most important thing is and since your show is about money Rashawn, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i did not work for the hotel i own the show i know i paid the 26 workers i did all of the marketing i did all of the advertising i did all of the promo it's not your name when you get to las vegas it doesn't matter who you are you've seen entertainers go in and out of las vegas big names and don't make it after a few weeks but i was there because i had the experience and the professionalism of uh, the business mind, let's put it like that, mm-hmm. to go and visit every hotel, the mindset, to mm-hmm. visit every concierge at every hotel personally, shake their hands at least once every six months. It's, it doesn't matter who your name is. There's, you got ticket brokers out there selling tickets. They're going to sell the tickets that they make the most money off before they sell your ticket. So that's why some entertainers didn't make it in Las Vegas. You got to go out and you got to shake right. hands. It's mm-hmm. just, it doesn't matter what your name is. You got to go to people like... Uh, uh, t- timeshare holders, those those people that sell timeshares, they buy thousands of tickets a day. So you got to get into the, the business mind, how can I sell this? And then I also I was in advertising. Mm-hmm. I went to Las Vegas. People used to say, I had five trucks going down the street, back to back to back to back to back, George Wallace. People say, why would you put five trucks back to back? Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. I said, well, why would you ask me about it? There you go. Because that means they noticed the it. They saw it. They saw the message. They saw the message. There you go. And that's important. So there's a business, the show, and then there's a business. So at night, at 10 o'clock, the best 10 p.m. show in Las Vegas for 10 years, 
I was on stage telling jokes. I owned the show. I might do an hour, might do an hour and a half, but I owned the room. I could do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But during the day, I was handling the business part. For 10 years, a decade in Vegas. African-American yeah, male. Say, exactly. And it had never been done before. I did it, thank God. And, and I was on stage one night, and my best friend went on stage. He said, we've been doing this for 10 years. America needs to see you again. So we're going to close the show. That's what my best friend said. Yeah, and he knows he knows more about money than anybody, mm-hmm. and he quit a, a successful show mm-hmm. in his prime. So I said, "You're right. I got to get back out in America. That's why I'm out doing the tours and making money and doing television, doing the movies. Life is just good." Hey, George, I, I called you personally, asked you to call and do my show. You said, "Rishon, what time?" And you've done it. And I think more importantly, you told people about you and uh, what it takes to be successful if they want to follow in your footsteps, not only as a comedian, but as a person in life. So in closing, George, what, what nuggets of inspiration would you give my listeners a money-making conversation? And a money-making conversation, think about what you're doing. Honor your essence. Don't be afraid to put your business out on the street. And don't be afraid to, uh, to make choices, that take chances. Mm-hmm. Don't be in the fishbowl. The fish in the fishbowl goes back and forth. Sometimes mm-hmm. you've got to jump out of that fishbowl and get into a new world and enjoy what you want to do. Don't be afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in sales in New York City, the, I was vice president of the world's largest outdoor advertising company. Our formula was every 12 no's, then you get a yes. Can yes, you imagine? That's hard. Some people can't deal with that. You got to keep knocking on the door. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Well, you keep working hard, you're going to get a yes. Mm-hmm. As I said before, there's something in the struggle. You got to work. Rich people work. You got to get out there and work for, for it, and you'll notice. Look at you. You work for many a year, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it just grows, and, and then all of a sudden it gets in your system. Yes, you don't sir. know nothing to do but try to do better. And then sometimes you're not running for more money. You're just making money just because you're happy doing what you do. Absolutely. You've heard the phrase before, when you love what you do, you never have a job. Absolutely. I love what I do. And I thank you, my I brother. I love what I do. I appreciate And I made you. the money. I appreciate yes, I appreciate you. you. I thank you. I love you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Let's and I, and, and I won't. Hey, man, let's talk soon and uh, eat some meals, okay? Okay, because I got to tell you something about making more money. As my daddy said once, I know you got to go, but my daddy said once, life is like a crap sandwich, okay? Uh-huh. So he told me to get all the education I can and make all of the bread I can because the more bread you have, the less crap you got to eat. Now you can paraphrase <laughs> that if you want to, okay? <laughs> have a good day. Thank the you, John. The more bread you have, life is like a crap sandwich. You know how to fix it up. Thank have you, my brother. Day. The legendary Bye-bye. George Wallace on Money Making Conversation. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever. 
even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent, such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial, and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.